What's up, everybody? How are you doing? Welcome back to the Zach and Bashir show. It feels like it's been a while. It may have been a while. It's probably not been a while. It's a while for us. But how's it going? Welcome back, Bashir. How are you doing? We need to update everybody. What is up, everyone? What is up? I'm doing well, as you guys know. It has been a while, although we've put out some podcasts. Me and Zach actually pre recorded like about two or three just to give us a little bit of buffer because we knew that September especially is going to be hard with me coming back to school, restarting classes, and Zach going out to Colorado. Yeah. I mean, we're both we're both grinding. Like, we're both yes. doing our thing. So, some of those podcasts may have seemed a little weird. I kind of probably mentioned that at the start of them, but, you know, like, that's what was uh, that's what we were up to, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. If you are only getting informed off the podcast, a lot has happened. That's all I would say. A lot has. If you are a person that only follows the podcast, like, if you don't follow Bashir or me or my YouTube that's pretty mm-hmm. amazing. Like DM us because that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I mean, I don't know if there's a single person that just randomly stumbled across it, but if you happen to randomly stumble across our podcast and are just a podcast listener, that's awesome. And yes, let us know. Like that's kind of cool. But yeah, a lot has happened in a short period of time. Yes. For the rest of you, you know, if you don't, we'll catch you up, whatever. I just started my junior year of college out Crazy. here at Virginia Tech. Go Hokies. So I started basically at the start of September and just along the same time, Zach, what did you do? Did you start at William & Mary? Uh, no, I actually no? did not go back to William & Mary. <laughs> I uh, left Virginia in my van that I live in, and I drove to Colorado. I stopped by Virginia Tech. I stopped by Ole Miss. I stopped by my friend Grayson. Um, I stopped in a lot of places, and then I made it to Boulder, Colorado, where I've been chilling. I went to Moab. And now I'm back in Boulder. A lot of things have happened. Um, yes. A lot of personal development. Yes. All right. So who should go first? Because I feel like we both probably. I feel like you should go first. I feel like you should go first. I should go first. Right, yeah, yeah, first. yeah. <laughs> so probably the most interesting thing, the most interesting development, because there have been a few, is that on the <laughs> second day of classes, I got in a bike accident and broke Mm. my left hand, and then also really, like, messed up my legs. Like, the best way to say it is messed up. Just, like, traumatized my legs, you could say. And since then, I'm still in the cast. I guess it is a podcast, so you can't see. But my left hand is still in the cast. This was, like, August 27th, and now it's October. This feels like a long time ago. Something, something, yes. And I'm still in the cast. And only probably, I would say, for the last two weeks have I been able to run, like, freely, generally. Like, as, as good as it's going to get. But basically, in between that time period, my legs have been hurting, like, kind of IT band problems, inflammation <laughs> issues, left to, like, crazy things. And it was, like, every single day, I didn't know if I was going to be able to run. So I ended up probably not taking two weeks fully off, but two weeks of, like, trying and failing, you could say. Like, that would be a good so way to say it. Just trying and failing, trying and failing. And, but now I'm back, and now I'm healthy, and now, like, we're going to into the cross country season and well, like, but it was just a crazy September for me. Cause I've never really gotten seriously injured and this is probably the most seriously injured I've gotten ever. And I feel like it was like a, a weird injury. Like it's just such a freak injury. Like the things yeah. that happened to you, the series of events were just like so unbelievable. Like I was just chilling at home. Like I was on my phone. I get a text from Bashir and it's like, um, 
I broke my wrist. I was like, are you joking, bro? Like, is that a joke? Because I was, I was so, so confused. Serious. I was like, I just left Bashir. Like, I literally just left him a couple days ago. Like, I think I was at Old Miss when I got this text or something. I was like, wait, what? Wait, no, yeah. I wasn't. I was actually at home at that point, I guess. But I got a text. Regardless, I got a text. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, I actually broke my wrist. I was like, bro. And then the next day, he followed up and he was like, yeah, I just fell on the trail again. And yes. then, like, hurt my ID bit. And I was like, how did these two things happen back to back? Like, So, basically, the day I fell off my bike, I kind of messed up my legs. And it was, like, pretty bad. I wasn't crazy. So, I took the day off. And the next day, I came back and tried to run and basically <laughs> fell again. Totally unrelated. Two independent events. <laughs> fell again on the run. Like, I tripped over a route. Hurt my legs. And that just buried my legs. They were like, now. Nah, we could get through the first time, but the second time, like, like we're going to need some time off. Your legs are like, Chief, this ain't it. Like, we really need some recovery. Like, you really did us dirty here. Yes. But, it, like, it was so, so annoying. Yeah. And then what's the, what's the next development? Like, what was the next big thing that's happened in this time frame for Bashir? Hmm. In this time frame, I would say just coming back has really given me a, an appreciation for like the sport, for the opportunity. So every day I've been trying to make use of just a chance I have to run. I would say that's the next level where, where I was like, I'm often motivated and all that. It's just a different type of motivation. I'm very like thankful and motivated and trying to catch up Yeah, and all that. And we actually had a race about two weeks ago. And interestingly enough, you would think I would be super motivated because the race went terrible. I feel like that's a standard a standard way things would go. But instead, the race went great. Like, it went pretty well for me. Yeah. And that motivated me probably more than if it had gone terrible. Because you were like, dang, like, I'm I'm actually not out of the game. Like, I can still yes, compete exactly. this season. I feel As, like that's um, good. I think some guy said it. It might have been Eric Thomas. Zach knows how I love Eric Thomas. Loves Eric Thomas. <laughs> he said something like, for like him personally, like Eric Thomas personally, he was like, yeah, I was working hard when I was like not on any motivational speaker list. But he said the hardest I ever worked was when I was like number five, number four, number three. Because he's like, <laughs> if you thought I was working hard when no one was like looking at me, I'm working harder now that I'm here. Like I'm not gonna yeah. slow down. I'm not gonna stop. <laughs> so You're I just kind of feel that of yes. Now that like if I can be doing things like that's going to motivate me to be doing them as opposed to yeah. if I had done terrible and I'm like, I just want to catch up. Now I'm like, okay, like, let me shoot for the top. Let me try and be the best me I can be and all that stuff. Definitely. Definitely. Man, that's so good. That's uh, that's yes. so great to hear, you know? Like, I feel like, you know, I honestly didn't even know where you're at necessarily. Like, I know you said you had a good race and like you're stoked on, but it's like, after an injury, after taking some time off, you never know how that mind state's going to be, how you're going to be feeling. And Bashir's on the top of his game, it sounds like, which is, like, really great. I mean, it's just really I mean, great. you know me. I'm very, always on the top sad. of my game, out here balling. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I mean, I'm also trying to perfect myself in every way possible. I am I would yes. say that I'm trying to become a superhuman. Like, I think that's the easiest way to summon. Like, I'm just trying to put myself in a league of my own in every right like have my sleep be the best sleep I can possibly get have the energy that I have throughout the day be Mm -hmm. the best energy that I can have have my flow states be the most powerful the least distracted I'm just trying to optimize everything so that basically Mm -hmm. I am 
at the top of my game that I can my peak performance and I think like mm-hmm. I'm doing everything I can to line that up and mm-hmm. I think that you know that, that kind of coincides with what you're saying you know you're on your game you're on fire like yeah. I feel like I'm also I feel like I'm also on fire out here like I've been working these past few days to get all my things right and I'm even going to buy this book called Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. And it's a self-development book, but it's basically a bunch of people that contributed and they gave like their best advice, their best life yeah. advice, the best things that helped them. And it's basically a bunch of tools that you can implement in your own life. And I'm trying to probably going gonna to probably try and implement as many of those as possible to try and peak my performance because I'm out here in the world and really everything relies on me. And if I'm not performing well, if I'm sick, if I'm tired, then then yeah. it all comes back onto me. So I have to be at my game, at the top of yeah. my game. At the top of the game. I feel, so I feel like probably a lot of people know you going out there, the journey, the travels, through your videos. But so I bet a bunch of people don't know, like, what are you doing? I feel like that's a question you probably get a lot. Like, what like are you doing? Like, day in and day out? Like, what am I doing? Okay. Um, like, if, say some, what if I didn't know you and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. What would you say? Right now, I would say that I'm putting my all into training to make the Olympic trials at CIM, which is a marathon. It is the California International Marathon. It's a fast marathon. Mm-hmm. And I'm out here in Colorado training with some of the best people in the world under a great coach, Drew Hunter. And some of you guys may not yeah. know that, but Drew Hunter is actually coaching me for the marathon. It's I'm one of the first people he's ever coached, but he's had his his uh, training plan checked over by a bunch of his mentors and a bunch of really great people in the in the field and in the sport and I mean really? he's been raised in the sport so yeah like he got his mentors to check it over it uses a lot of 10 men philosophy and I really trust what I'm getting myself into and I'm spending like five hours a day working for this marathon whether it's going to the gym aqua jogging running swimming yeah doing weights literally everything i probably spend five hours a day and that doesn't doesn't include nutrition and all that stuff like i'm really committing myself to that and on top of that i'm trying to pump out as much content as possible i'm trying to make videos that are just different from what i've been making not to say that i'm not gonna be making running videos but i'm trying to make videos that are impactful on a grander scale just videos that you know either share my experience or something through my experience or something that just may have a bit of happiness brought to your day, like something simple. Um, but I'm just trying to make content that's different from what I've been making, better than what I'm making, because I think that the content that I've been making has gotten me to 50,000 subscribers, but I need to figure out what mm-hmm. will get me to a million. And I think that's the next step in that field. Mm-hmm. And then on top of those two things, I've just been enjoying life. I've been going out to different places and experiencing what Boulder's all about. So I you think. said you went to the Moab. Like yeah, you said you yeah. went to the Moab? Because I know I did not know what... I did not know what the Moab is. Like, what is a Moab? I know if I did a poll, 98% of the people listening did not know what the Moab is. So Moab is a place. It's a city in Utah, and it's, it's like a small town. Um, but basically, it's this desert, and it's super interesting. And the biome, the, the nature, the, everything about it is just so diverse from anything you've ever seen in your entire life. I mean, it's just red clay and arches and canyons and like just the most extreme like terrain you've ever seen it's like in minecraft when you get into a biome and it's just like yo what is Mm. this biome like it was just like that i was like whoa this is my first time seeing this this tropical jungle biome so i mean that's pretty much what's up like i was there on a brand deal so some people may think oh you weren't working 
that was actually all paid for. Like I was getting paid to go out on that trip. So, you know, people, I feel like people have been thinking like, Zach, you've been slack. I've been working so hard. I mean, I shot like 10 hours of footage over the course of three days. Like that's a Yeesh. lot of footage to shoot. I mean, <laughs> like, and then you got to comb through it too. A hundred percent. When you, it's, it's when you comb through it, do you have to rewatch all of it or do you kind of just skip parts? So I try to remember what I shoot so then I can like watch mm-hmm. it and realize like, was there something that, uh, that I said that was good in this section? Was there valuable content in this section? But then I'll just mostly just scrub through it. But scrubbing through 10 hours of footage still takes four or five hours. Like, I mean, a two, two to five hours, depending. Like, because sometimes you have to slow down a lot and like figure out exactly what you want. So it's just a lot of time. Dang. Wait, bro. Yeah. And also, when you brought up Drew Hunter, quick interlude. That 2016 Virginia track and field class might be the greatest class ever. A hundred percent. Bro, Drew Hunter. Outrageous. Grant Holloway, bro. Outrageous. Noah Lyles. Outrageous, outrageous. Josephus. And then, like, you can throw in the other people. But between those four names, you got two world yes. champs. Yes, and like Drew Hunter would have been in the five k. I mean, he would have been there. Facts. He qualified, but he had a small injury that took him out. So like that would have been three people at Worlds in Doha, which is like, from I mean, one state from one from state one in the state, same class. And like we've seen those people at track meets for years. Mm-hmm. Like, like we would be at a track meet and just see Grant Holloway at just like some small track meet and be like, dang, that's Grant Holloway. He's gonna be at the Olympics right. someday. He's gonna be doing some crazy stuff. And he's already on that track. Like he's gonna be going to the Olympics. He is gonna be doing crazy. Things. And Virginia's just repping so strong. Mm-hmm. So if you strong. don't know what we're talking about, the um, World Championships, the Track and Field Outdoor World Championships are going on, which is basically like. I feel like it's self-explanatory, the world championships. I mean, and, it's pretty It's pretty elite. Yeah, and in the last three days, Noah Lyles won the 200, and Grant Holloway won. Like, like won. Like, we're talking about number like, one. Like, literally won the world. Like, the world stage. The world. And Grant Holloway won the 110-meter hurdles. And some may even say that this is like an indication for the Olympics because these are all the same people that are going to be at the Olympics. It's just a little bit earlier. I mean, not to say that this is what's going to happen at the Olympics or anything like that, but, I mean, a lot of the same people are going to be appearing, and these people just won the world. Mm-hmm. So just take and that into consideration here. I think they literally asked Grant, like, what... See, I'm not trying to put words in him, but I'm pretty sure... Like, I saw this in the interview. I'm probably missing some words. They asked him, like, what does this mean for the Olympics? Like, what are your goals? And basically, he said, like, to win again, and you guys got to hold me accountable. So that just shows Dang. the standard of these guys that they're trying to win the Olympics. But they're yeah. all from Virginia. Like, what we're trying to say is, is me and so Zach have cool. seen all of them in person multiple times. When they're youngsters. Not, when they're youngsters. Too, youngsters. Like, beginning the game. That, like, that must be unheard of. Yeah. I mean, like, our state, that class was just outrageous. One class. Like, they're like representing that, the United States and all from one state. I mean, that's just so crazy. I mean, there's so, three people in every event from your country, basically. Or from America, at least. Yep. Right? Isn't it three? So, of the three... From every country. One third. Yes. And, like, I mean, it's just pretty crazy. It's just... It's pretty big. Virginia dang. Pride and runs Zach deep, is bro. getting trained by one of the... Dang, I bet one day there's going to be, like, an ESPN 30 for 30 for that. There really might be for that class. <laughs> 
Honestly, That'd be honestly, too crazy. like if you line them up, outrageous. But yeah, I mean, in track and field news, like that stuff has been exciting as can be like i feel like just following flow track on instagram has just been the most exciting thing seeing all these people that you've either met or that you know of or that you know like out there competing at the world stage the people that you've been competing against in the ncaa for bashir like all these people like bryce Mm -hmm. hopple he's out here racing the 800 against some of the best people in the world and bashir literally raced him at indoor nationals four months ago in that final i raced i've raced two of the guys in that final so just like so take that into consideration, <laughs> like Bashir theoretically could be there. I mean, like he didn't. No, I mean, he no, didn't. I mean, no, he didn't. Have a, I mean, no. But like you are no. of the caliber. Zach jumped of way those too people. far. He jumped okay, way that too was far. a far jump. That was a far nope. jump. They're like two he's seconds. Still, on he's you. still jumping. He's still jumping. Okay. Okay. okay All I said. Okay, I did. Get I raced hot. him. I didn't say any of the other. Because st- these people are gonna be in my DMs. Like, dang, Bashir, like kind of cocky like calm Zach said that <laughs> no. I did not say that see, I don't I'm just confident in Bashir's ability see I think that okay, you keep your confidence inside don't okay, don't look, broadcast it I'll, I'll just I'll just media, I'll just publicize a teeny bit I just think that Bashir last year ran 148 but I think he had the potential to run a second or two faster very easily if he had been put in the right position not to say that he didn't give like he possibly had the opportunity but Maybe he didn't, but I think the fitness was there. I think, like, potentially he had another second or more to squeeze out. Just, just putting that out there, it would have put him in the league to compete with these guys, um, you know, gas him up my man, Zach. Bit. I love him. I love Zach. Everyone knows I love Zach. Anyone that's trying to hate on me, hate on Zach. Don't hate on me because <laughs> Zach is the one out here. That you should be. I said none of this. I just said. That's fair. If you want to hate on me, hate on me. Statement. I, I, will, I will argue with you against anything you say yeah argue with him but don't come argue with me (laughs) but yeah i just wanted to put that out there if it's probably going to be too late like a lot of the cool cool moments have passed but if you hear this podcast today tomorrow and the meet is still going on tune in take a look especially if you do track it's important to see the best like this is this is a creme de la creme of our sports. So if you do track and you don't know about it, you haven't been watching, tune in, pay attention, give Definitely. some respect to these people up there, but it's also just great entertainment. Grant Holloway's race is probably one of the best races I've ever watched. Oh my God, it's so dirty. I don't it know if you've so seen it, Zach. It was, but, I did. But there's there's just, a lot of these highlights on YouTube also, so you can just search them up. Grant Holloway, mm-hmm. world champion, like 10-minute video, amazing. Um, on top of that, two other small notes about this. Last little bit of running news, I guess, or running stuff. Um, one thing is that Donovan Brazier won the 800 meter at Worlds. He's a world champion, American, competes for Nike Oregon Project, set the American record. Let me mm-hmm. just put that out there. Huge. That is crazy. Um, and then on top of that, Alberto Salazar got banned from coaching for four years, who was the coach mm-hmm. of Nike Oregon Project. One of the coaches, let me just mention, like he's one of the coaches. There's also Pete Julian, who coaches a lot of the athletes, like Craig and all them. Um, so there are different groups. Um, yes. I just want to get Bashir's take on this. What is your take on Alberto Salazar getting banned? I know like Jenny Simpson or somebody was like that was like really throwing mm-hmm. them under the bus. Sounds like savage out here. But uh, what do you think? All right, so let me let me clarify some information. When they, from my knowledge, they banned him, but nothing clear, right? Yeah, I think I think that there's no like concrete like 
oh, we caught him giving them this drug yeah. necessarily. Just allegations that have gotten banned. I think he appealed it, but yes. I'm not sure. All right, that's that was that was my understanding. And before I wanted to say my point, I just want to make sure I have the information correct. Me personally, I'm really big on not just like athletes, not just cheating. And the entire, like, for everything in the world, I feel like there's a lot going on of people see banned and assume guilt, if that makes yeah. sense. Like, he's banned for four years, he must have done it. And I'm just really big on no one's done anything until they've done anything. And that goes for anything. Like, yeah. absolutely anything. If 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 he's really done something bad, if he's really treated, and they have caught him concretely... Four years, like four years, like you should be out of the sport. That seems pretty clear. Like, seems fair. Yeah, if there are rules yeah. for it, and that that doesn't reflect anything about how I feel about cheating X, Y, and Z. But it's just when there's rules to something, if you break the rules, you're out. That your yes. your yes. emotion of if it how wrong is it? That's up to you. Now but it's time for the opinion I feel like to a come lot in. of people are reacting <laughs> very strongly. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people are reacting very strongly, throwing them under the bus. Saying this and this and this, he's banned, but he wasn't. He wasn't like charged with it, as you would say, if it was a legal case. Yeah. So I don't. I don't have any ill will against him. I wish him the best, like regardless, just whatever he's doing with his life. But I'm not gonna be on the anti Alberto Salazar train without some yeah. concrete evidence. It's fine. I feel like it does make sense maybe to ban someone if everything's leading that way because, you know, competitions are going on. Definitely. Like, race are going on. If, if he's doing something bad, you got to stop it. But I'm big on, all right, where's the evidence? Definitely, Before you definitely. strip him of this, call him that, push him over there, where's the evidence? Make sure that's clear. And speak clear, bad of clear. his athletes and such like that. Yes. Irrefutable. Irrefutable evidence. I'm really definitely. big on that. Um, but I wish him the best. If he hasn't done it, I just feel I feel for him because obviously that sucks. If he has, I mean, I'm sure he understood the consequences. That would be yeah. my take on it. I'm not like I I'm not <laughs> anti the guy. I mean, that's yeah. just one facet of life, but I do want to see some concrete evidence and I think we'll see that through the appeals and everything. Definitely. I think as somebody I have met Alberto Salazar. Yes, tell as me, what do you think you, you have you would, know, you would know if you've listened to the podcast. I mentioned this on podcast a while ago. Um, I personally have met him, and in meeting him, I had heard of many allegations, things like that at the time. A lot of people think, or thought even, ill of Alberto in the past. Like, you know, they're like, oh, he's, he's sus, he's questionable. Um, but, you know, I think that he always was sus, like... He literally mm-hmm. died for like 14 minutes when he was racing because he was so doped up. So, mm-hmm. of course, yes, like there is that. Uh, but I am not against, I, is, I don't want to say I'm not against doping because I like, I don't think doping is a good thing, but I think it's something that does exist in the sport. I think it exists in every sport. Yes. And I think that to put like all this on one coach is kind of like wrong because there definitely are other coaches that are doing this. There are other people that are doing this and to put it on the team is wrong because I think that some people in this team may not be and some maybe, but at the end of the day, everybody kind of is to some degree, like not to say that everybody is and not to ruin the sport for a lot of people, but I think that doping is highly present in any endurance sport because it 
gives you an advantage. And when your livelihood, when you're getting paid to perform at your best is on the line, you will do what it takes to perform at your best. And I think that people don't understand this. And a lot of contracts, if you don't perform to a certain standard and like if you don't hit this certain standard at this point in your career, then you will lose money. You will, your contract will go down in value. And so Lance Armstrong explained this really well in a podcast. He was just saying that, you know, like it's different for an athlete that is competing in high school or college where it's like, yeah, if you don't perform well, it's whatever. But when Mm -hmm. you are literally relying on this to feed your family, things change. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, you may do something that you may not want to do, but it leads you to be one of the best in the world. And some people may be doing it. Some people may not. I don't know. Um, I don't feel too bad about it. I think it's okay that he's banned. I mean, sure, put the blame on somebody, whatever. But at the end of the day, don't put on the athletes. Don't say that, oh, like this athlete must be doping or anything like that. The athletes are doing what they're doing. Don't think about it too much. That's exactly that's i probably have like three like three things that really probably i really take away from that and one of them is definitely like doping is so wrong like it's incredibly wrong but i feel like people like this happened a lot with lance armstrong it just happens if you're watching the news like people see such and such as doping and just say they're a bad person, like really definitely have that heavily reflect on their character. And I, although I think it it reflects on your character a lot because it shows what you're willing to do to get something you want, even though you're not supposed to. I think all I would say is I understand. I would never do it and I would never, ever be an advocate of it. But I think there's definitely good people out there that are somehow just because definitely to get to that level of the sport, especially for a coach like Alberto Salazar, who's been just a winner his whole life. He does things to take things to the next level. So I understand why he would do that. It's still super wrong. Two, Definitely. I think a big issue with the sport, you don't see this too much in high school, a little bit in college, a lot in the pros, is that I feel like sometimes people are so good, people are waiting for them. Like people just assume they're doping even though there's no proof, if that makes sense. Definitely, definitely. I don't know if you've seen this, but like sometimes the athlete does something so incredible, you're like, oh, couldn't really be possible. Yeah, you're and like, I do they have a problem with a that. Step up, exactly. Like for so for Alberto Salazar, I feel like this probably combines my second and third points. So this is my last point. Like the Oregon project has been so good, plus he's been so good that people want to know why they're losing. I feel like that's <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> that sometimes is an underlying thought. People don't just like sometimes you just lose, but sometimes people are like no. They're doing something wrong. There's no way I lost that badly. No way they're yeah, good yeah. this long. And I feel like not only for athletes, coaches, programs, sometimes you just reach a level of success where people want you to be caught up in something. And sometimes you are and sometimes Definitely. you aren't. But I think sometimes that's how maybe like a coach can be judged before evidence, X, Y, and Z. So that's Definitely. probably my thought, of, thought about it. Takes away from it. I don't think it's a bad thing, but that's how I feel about it. My final point, um, I think hit it, hit it. A, a lot of what they're doing was shady, not necessarily direct at any athlete or anything, but based off the allegations, they said that they're like rubbing on testosterone and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But I just mm-hmm. want to say that a lot of this, if the athletes did not get busted, it was not illegal. Like they, very few or none of the athletes got busted. And so what they were doing was technically legal. Like, of course he was doing something that's shady, probably shouldn't be done but what he was doing was doping to the limit or doing things that are within the natural limit or getting prescriptions that are maybe not needed 
but it wasn't like he was doing something so extreme that it was like, well, it's going to ping the test. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, tests can be avoided yeah. and, and you can work your way around tests, but they didn't test positive. So, you know, they were doing the most that they could in the sport. And, you know, yeah. whether that's on And the, I think a disconnect is, like, like, sometimes, like, personally, I wouldn't want to, like, have prescriptions that aren't needed and dope to the limit. Yeah, yeah. And, but if that's the law, sometimes when laws are laws, like, people are going to go around them. So just because... You, yeah, I feel that way or you feel that way. doesn't mean it's wrong. You got to understand people do different things. Definitely. But that is all we have to say. That was a lot on that that one topic, but I feel like it was needed. It is it's a hot take. If you're that, a distance runner, yeah, you know definitely. that. Yeah, it is a hot take that probably should be talked about. Yeah, and maybe we'll put a post on the Instagram and see what you guys have to say, see what your opinion is on this entire situation, just because I feel like it's an interesting discussion to have. And it's an interesting mm-hmm. way to think about the sport, especially for a younger athlete. You may not be aware of this type of stuff, but it, it's something that does exist and something that is existing at a higher level. Uh, but anyways, Bashir, I actually have a pretty crazy story that I, I haven't uh, told you yet. Okay. Let me, so, let me hear the story. <laughs> it's not too crazy, but... There's a little bit of girls involved. There's a little bit mm. of a little bit of confidence involved. And there's a little bit of mm. style involved. So this this story has mm. like a couple good components. I would have to say, um, is this your story or my story? It sounds like my story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good one, bro. It sounds like something <laughs> that I would tell, but okay. Yeah, I mean that's no, fair. That's fair. It. That's you fair. It. That's fair. That's fair. So this story is actually about me. This story is actually about me. Although it may sound like it may be coming from Bashir, you know, this is my story. Maybe influenced by Bashir, honestly. Okay, so I personally had not had a gold chain or a fake gold chain, whatever whatever you want to look at it as, <laughs> you know, a gold chain, we'll call it. But Bashir has been on the wave of the yes. gold chain for a while, and I've been like, dang, it's pretty cool, but I don't know if I could pull it. I, I don't know. But I found a gold chain that Bashir gave yes. me that was a little bit broken a couple days ago. And I put that thing on and I was like, oh my gosh, my confidence in everything just went up like yep. two notches. Like you can just walk around with your shoulders yep. perked up. It just up. goes up. But on top of that, yep. I also found an outfit that I love and I think it's going to become my uniform. Like I think I'm going to wear this like all the time. And this is also something that Bashir put me on to. The jeans. Uh-huh. Okay. The jeans are super nice. Yes, with I, some blazers, oh my with goodness. my white blazers oh my or some nice shoes, and then yep. a white or black shirt. Yep. Just a simple I'm, I'm shirt. I'm crying, guys. I'm crying. And then the gold chain, okay? So that outfit, the gold chain, all that, I'm I'm hecka confident in that, okay? That outfit makes me feel so good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some outfits don't make me feel so good. Maybe I feel a little bit less confident. But when I wear that, I feel yes. confident. Like, it feels so good. And so that's one good thing. Like I just found a good outfit for me, something that I really enjoy and I feel confident in, which is always a good thing. You should find that for yourself. But the story continues always. with, I, yeah, always, I needed to get my glasses fixed because my glasses were super scratched up. That's why I've been switching between glasses, no glasses, and then my round glasses, um, a lot of things. And I just thought to myself, dang, like I'm feeling so good. Also, I've been putting a little bit of gel in my hair yep. when it's wet and, you know, getting it to kind of yep. like, levitate a little bit honestly and that levitate, on top of everything you know brings me up to 11 out of 10 so you know i'm mm. walking over to this warby parker store and i go in there and initially i lock eyes with this one girl and she's like an employee mm. i'm like dang I'm like dang she's pretty cute she's pretty cute mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. whatever you know i just lock eyes and i'm like 
dang, I'm kind of catching vibes a little bit. But I walk up to this other girl at the counter that was at the counter. Yeah, and okay, um, I got you. I'm, I'm talking to the girl at the it. counter. All right. Yeah. I'm talking to the girl at the counter. I'm like, hey, my glass is super scratched. This other girl that I locked eyes with comes over and joins into this conversation, which I was like, this is just kind of crazy. And then I give the girl mm-hmm. my glasses. Okay. We're all kind of talking as the things are happening. I'm trying on some different glasses. You know the that, vibes. You know the vibes. The girl that okay. I locked eyes with was like, dang, those look good on you and stuff. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I think... I think I, like she's catching feels or like she's just she's just feeling some type of way okay. about it. She's she's seeing the feeling the confidence, okay? She's and feeling the vibes, okay. She's I got feeling you. the vibes. So I left the store and, okay. and I was like, dang, I, I didn't get the girl's number, but I feel so accomplished because I secured the opportunity to get her uh-huh. number. I knew I had her hooked. I was like I walked in with confidence because I had this uh-huh. great outfit. I had the chain. I had everything. Confidence is key. And it worked so well on this girl. Like, it was just such a natural encounter because I stepped everything up in my life. Just a hair even. And this kind of goes mm-hmm. back to becoming a superhuman. I'm just stepping everything up a teeny bit. And it's like, mm-hmm. dang. I was like, I really locked on this interaction. And the next time that I come back at this, whether yes. I'm back in that exact same store picking up my glasses. And Zach I is going to break his glasses again. <laughs> No, I need to come pick them up because she shipped them out. So I might uh. come back. And when I come back, if that girl's there, I'm going to come back with some confidence. I'm going to know I can ask for this girl's number. I can do this. And whether it's mm-hmm. not that situation or a different situation where I can create a similar scenario, I will then have the it, confidence yes. to then go for that next step. And I just think that that was a really big step in my life, just in my my confidence and yep. my game and my everything. That's a little bit of just like a story for everybody it's it's a little different from our normal stories but i yes. i was just really fulfilled with that story i guess that's a well what the one thing is <coughs> zach levitt <laughs> told that story you know that's zach levitt story because bashir masavla you know i would have gotten the number or the snap or something you know robot but still like you guys are probably see like i really do get what you're feeling zach and i really yeah. understand i don't know if the people listening will really get it but just it's always it's hard sometimes to like really walk out and have all your confidence checks in a row Definitely. and when you do like you got to take advantage of it and it seems like you had that going for you and oh, you 100%. made the most of it because because you don't know bro sometimes the jeans are magical on some days and sometimes you're like just kind of some tight fitting pants on other days <laughs> sometimes the Definitely. chain is sparkly on tuesday but then on wednesday it kind of hurts your neck a little but when it all lines up you definitely gotta go for it definitely like i just walked out and i was like i didn't get a number but i don't care like i just feel so good about that interaction in like every way i feel like i executed and like not to say that you have to execute on girls or anything like that or guys or whatever your perspective is but i think it always feels good to you know kind of have that interaction you know yes have a little have a little game have a little confidence a lot learned Absolutely. from Bashir, you know. I have to say, yeah. this Bashir reminds me of great with people. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty good with people. Sometimes people give me more credit, all right, than maybe I'm used to. But this reminds me of I forget, I forget if I told you this, but I got a DM the other day, dude. Um, I don't this probably think I heard this. Uh, this is probably a few weeks ago, okay. and and it was from I'm trying to find the name. It was from Angel Nito. Angel Nito. Hopefully, I I don't know if I said it right, but that's who it was from. And it was before race, and he said something like "Good luck, X, Y, and Z." And then he said, 
You make an awesome podcast. I took your tip for picking up girls, and I've got to say, it's worked eight out of ten times. Oh my god! Eight out of ten times, and that I was just, is a high success rate. That's a high success. But Zach, when I gave you know my ways out to the people, what I say, I said it was about an eighty percent, eighty-ish percent success yes, rate. Yes, yes. All right, you did say that. So if you, you guys, if you guys are listening to the podcast, you know. And me and Zach talk about a lot of things. Maybe you're calling us goofy. Maybe you're laughing at us. That's fine. <laughs> Laugh on. But if you want to learn something, okay? Yes. We're trying to give you guys methods, tools for success. Tools, tools for like success. Tim Ferriss's book. Tim Ferriss tools has his book. Tools of Titans. Tools of Titans. We have... Uh, if we could rename the podcast, we might have to name it Tools of Titans. 100%. I mean, literally, if you find something that you feel so confident in and you feel great in that out- outfit then wear that outfit as much as you possibly can. There's nothing wrong with wearing the same sim- or similar outfit every single day. If that brings you confidence, that's what brings you confidence. If somebody says, didn't you wear that yesterday? I'll say, yeah, I did. I did wear this yesterday, and it's a great yeah. outfit. Thank you for and noticing. Zach, and Zach can't say this, but every single other person in the country can. Just say, I have a washing machine, so I washed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I have to go to the coin laundry. So, yeah, you know, Zach couldn't say that because they'd be like, Nah, I've seen the van. You don't have a washing machine. I'll say but different. Everyone else shirt. listening. Yeah, everyone else <laughs> listening. You guys are good. Definitely. I'll, but Zach, I like that. I think we should start like maybe at the end of the podcast. Just give a, a little tools of Titans. Yes, I, 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 I do like that. I like the idea. So this week's tool is to find what makes you confident and bring that confidence wherever you go. Whether that be a gold chain, whether that be a nice outfit, whether that be a nice pair of shoes, whatever it is. Find mm-hmm. that confidence and utilize it and work that, that muscle. That's, mm-hmm. that's Zach's tool, though. My tool is different. You know, we got different oh, tools. Oh, buddy. okay. There's people that work different tool. jobs, and now you got different tools. And my tool, this tool doesn't come specifically from me, but it comes from a guest speaker I had in one of my classes, X, Y, and Z. You know, I'm still in college and whatnot. <laughs> anyway, still getting educated. Yes, this came from a super successful guy, super young, right out of Virginia Tech. And they asked him... What would you want to do if you could go back? He gave an answer. Basically, this is his answer. He said, if I could go back, I would just try. At this age, like our age, younger than us, X, Y, and Z, try and maximize. And this is, I'm bringing this up because Zach has said this. And like yes. I didn't tell Zach this, but I think that like he's also still trying to do it. Just try and maximize your life. Like We're never going to be at this point where we're this young, have this much energy, this much free time, this much, this much carefreeness. Do everything you can possibly do. Try and be the best student, athlete, social person, money maker. Everything you can do. Try and max out everything. And even if it's not possible, this is the only time in your life you're gonna try and do it. So that would be my tool. Zach is doing it. I'm saying it. Zach is doing it. Thank you. So we're both kind of giving you the tool there. That was that was that is a great tool. Maximizing every way is definitely a super powerful tool that can't be underestimated. I mean having the ability to do and be able to say that I did everything that I possibly could at this time is so powerful. Even now, just looking back on high school, you know, I miss the days and sometimes I wish that I could go back and do another race. Like right now, just be like crushing a 5k, but I can't, you know, you can't go back. So I just wish I was optimizing then in every way, not to say I wasn't, but you know, you can always wish, but you can only do in the present. Ah, flames, flames. Thank you. Super flames. All right, bro. I think that this is our first podcast i guess of the new year because it's a new year we're gonna still try and do them consistently people are asking we're still gonna try and do 
do them consistently. But you know, we're only human. Sometimes we mess up, but we plan to bring you guys some good content this whole year, 2019, 2020. Definitely. That's, about, that's all I got to say, really. That's all I've got to say. Well, it was great talking this year. Guys, it was a fun podcast. I enjoyed sharing, sharing some knowledge, sharing some experience, sharing some opinion. And more of this will be coming next week or the week after that or whenever the next podcast comes. But if you want to know when that will be, be sure to follow us on Instagram at the Zach yep. and Bashir podcast. It will be linked in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, sure I'll talk right. to you soon. All right, guys. Live it, love it, love it. Peace. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> <laughs>